Blog Talk Radio. The Franciscan Friars of the Atonement present the Ave Maria Hour. Hello, this is Father Bob Warren of the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. Thank you for listening to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour radio show. The Friars' popular Ave Maria Hour was first brought to the radio airwaves in 1939, recorded in New York City and on the mountainside grounds at Graymore, a home in Garrison, New York. These timeless classic stories of the Bible and the lives of the saints came to life each week through dramatic reenactment by professional actors and actresses. You know, friends, Christ once said, Do not hide your treasure under a bushel. In saying this, he meant share your gifts, share your talents. The Friars of the Atonement feel the message in these broadcasts remains as powerful and timely as when they were originally aired, and we are so happy to be able to share them with you today. To learn more about the missions and ministries of the Friars of the Atonement, I invite you to visit our website, www.atonementfriars.org. In the meantime, sit back and enjoy this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour. Saint Regina. late in the third century. And in a great stone house not far from Alix in Burgundy, Clemens, renowned teacher of sciences, sat alone. The fire in the granite hearth had gone out. Now and again, however, an ember glowed feebly. Now and again, a memory glowed, as though in defiance of a great man's will to forget. He couldn't forget. I shall never forget. Day and night, I'll see her face. I'll hear her voice. Always. Always. Never a moment of peace. She comes back to me. Over and over. Again and again. No, no, it can't be. I'll shut her out of my mind. Such is not my desire, nor his. I will come to you a ghostly vision of your own creation. I'll shut you out. You'll try. And then you'll remember. Nothing. I shall remember nothing. Everything. You'll remember the night I came to this very room. You were so quiet, I was worried about. What is it, Father? What's happened? I... I had a visitor today. The prefect of Alex. It was an official visit. Father, is anything wrong? It seems I've been suspected of being a Christian. 
You? A Christian? Yes. Ridiculous, hmm? Why, why, yes, quite ridiculous. Mm. Well, that's what I told the prefect. And convinced him, too. In spite of the evidence against me. Evidence? An old robe of mine. A certain Christian captive was wearing it when he was seized by the soldiers. They questioned him. Beat him, too, I believe. And he confessed? That he had stolen it from my home. Oh. Oh, I see. They saw, too, that he was lying. Lying? Yeah. You see, these Christians have a kind of commandment or law. One of ten, I believe. Which directs, thou shalt not steal. And oddly enough, while they seem to have no regard for Roman law, they do live according to theirs. And so, as the prefect argued, it was more than possible that the wretch was lying, that the robe probably had been given him by me, or some other of my household. You, or your maid, Marie. Marie? I've already questioned her, and I'm convinced. That... That it was she? She swore she was as innocent as you. I believed her. Oh. The answer is probably that the Christian was telling the truth. But he had stolen it. And how, I can't imagine. Now, please, let's forget the whole miserable incident. I, y- yes. Yes, of course. Good night, Father. Good night, Regina. Sleep well. Father. Yes? I... Nothing. That is, I, I... I'm sorry I disturbed you. Good night, child. Oh, Marie. 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 Mistress. Oh, let me in. I must talk to you. But I... Please, quickly. So, what is it, Regina? I just heard. He told you? You saved me. I told the truth, that I was innocent as you. I think he's satisfied. Oh, I pray so, Marie, for your sake. It was all my fault. No, no, Regina. It would have been enough to give them food, but I insisted. I, I forced you to give them clothing, too. Oh, they needed clothing, Marie. They were cold and shivering. I know, Regina, I know. And I'm glad you insisted. But now you're in trouble. I don't think so. I think my answer satisfied him. Even so, suspicion is there. I could feel it. He'll watch you more closely from this moment on. I'll be more careful. And you must be, too. He mustn't find such things as this. My crucifix. The one you gave me the day I became a Christian. The one I was given the day I became a Christian. I found it in your room. Suppose he'd found it. He'd have known. Oh, Marie, what would I ever do without you? You've been a mother to me. Ever since my own mother died. If it hadn't been for you, I, I would never have known about him. Our Lord and Father. Yes, my dear. I heard voices, Christian voices. You've been listening? So you believe yourself a Christian? I am a Christian. 
You should be proud of your pupil, Marie. You were her tutor. Marie had nothing to do with it. He knows, child. He heard. There's no need for further deception. I have to deceive you in order to serve his poor. If I'd told you the truth, you would have turned me out. Or reported you to the prefect. Report? You'd report your own daughter? Why not? She'd be tortured, slain. She's a Christian. But you're her father. An unfortunate fact. You can't report her. You mustn't. She's only a child. Please, Marie, I'm not afraid. Of course not. He's with her. Her heavenly father. Why don't you send for the prefect? I don't like public scandals. And then, too, you are my daughter. And as such, you will have an opportunity to renounce this... this Christ. I shall never renounce him. You're young, it's true. But short as your life has been, it has been good. And full. You'll find it difficult to live as these Christians live. Perhaps your spirit will weaken. Perhaps in time you will even do as I say. Until then, I have no daughter. You sent me away with Marie. You chose to go. No. You'd set the price. It was too high. I couldn't pay. I had to go. I found work as a shepherdess in the hills. And for the first time in my life, I was happy and free. And then he came. I was tending my flock on the hillside. Forgive me. Of course, my lord. Good. But... Anne, now that you've forgiven me, perhaps you'll help me. If I can, my lord, of course. Then tell me, is this the road to Alix? Alix lies directly ahead. Just follow this road to the bridge beyond the... But why do you stare at me like that? Stare? Uh, Am I staring? Yes. Yes, you are. Well, then, forgive me, please. And now, if you'll excuse me... But I won't. No, no, please, don't turn away. Sir, I'm a shepherdess. I have my flock to And the loveliest in all the world. You're no mere shepherdess, I'm sure. But I am, my lord, and my sheep are... Are quiet now. I have willed them so. You see, I am a sorcerer. (laughs) I, I must be, for behold, I've conjured a smile. Who are you? My name is Olibrius. By recent appointment, the new prefect of Alix. Prefect? Well, not exactly. I haven't taken office as yet. I shall, though, as soon as I reach Alix. I, I see. And I am glad we met. I was afraid till now that I'd find Alix very dull. I expected to spend my idle hours in study under Clement. The master of science. Surely you've heard of him. It's growing late. I, I must go. I'll uh, 
see you again. You must not. But I will. him vanish in the dusk. He came to me as a student, soon after he had taken up his duties as prefect. I thought him stupid and uninspired. I didn't know. I am in love. So that's it. Well, at least that can be remedied. I suggest that you abandon your studies until... Well, until you've won your lady. <laughs> now, who is she, by the way? I don't know. Oh, come, please. Well, she is a shepherdess. A shepherdess? Young and unbelievably beautiful. And her name? I don't know. Well, it's time you do. Yes, it is. And I will know before nightfall. I've sent for her. I described the place where I met her. Atop a hill, not far from a bridge, across a winding stream. <laughs> it sounds most idyllic. I'm dreaming like a schoolboy. Boring, you no doubt. Not at all. I'm surprised that the prefect of Alix would permit himself to fall in love with a, a mere shepherd. I can't help myself. And you'll understand when you see her. I tell you, Clemens... Your Excellency. She... Yes, yes, what is it? The shepherdess, Excellency. They found her. She's here. Yes, Excellency. Bring her to me at once. Now, now, Clemens. Now you will see. Now you'll understand. She is beautiful. Beautiful. Unbelievably beautiful. And I, think you and I meant it, too. She is radiant, I tell you. With the eyes... The Excellency. Regina. You know her. I know her. She's my daughter. You've forgotten, haven't you? You have no daughter. What is she saying? What does this mean? I have no daughter. I disowned her. Why? Why? She became a Christian. A Christian? No. No, you're lying, Clemens. Tell me, Regina. He is lying. And it's true. You are a Christian. And as prefect of Alix, I must destroy you. You hear, Shepherdess? You understand? I must destroy you. It's your duty. I forgive you. You forgive me? You... How very beautiful you are. He offered to keep my... my shameful secret, as he called it. He protested his love for me, offered me freedom. If you would become his wife, but you refused. I was already espoused in spirit to my Lord Jesus Christ. He went away to Rome. He put me in your charge. You were to persuade me. And I tried. With threats and beatings. 
And when all else failed, you... More and more fearful that he would hold me responsible. I had to succeed. But you failed. And when he returned, he came to me in the darkness where you had chained me. Regina! Regina! Yes? Where are you? I can't see you. It's so dark. Your eyes will become accustomed to the darkness. Oh, Regina. Let me take you out of the darkness. Let me give you the light of freedom. The freedom, I ask, is more than you are willing to give. And I can accept no less. And I can offer no more. Marriage, wealth, and position. Even the right to worship secretly as a Christian. You are generous. I love you. And my love belongs to another. To the dead. To the crucified Nazarene. To the ever-living. To my eternal Christ. And what does he offer but death? I dare not even hope for that. Martyrdom is more than I deserve. Careful, Regina, lest I find you most deserving. Is this a, a threat? My patience has worn thin. I'm weary of words. Only a few remain to be spoken. Speak them, then, and have done with this. For the last time, Regina, will you be my wife? For the last time, Your Excellency, I must refuse. You were taken from a dungeon. And led uh, to another. A chamber of horrors. Stained with the blood of countless Christians who had suffered and died before me. On the rack. Yes. The rack. Then there were spikes of iron like giant combs that scraped and tore my body. My veins burst open and wept their streams of blood. Then there was darkness. You could endure no more. They carried you back to your cell, left you to die. And I prayed. My throat was burning with thirst and my lips were cracked and swollen. But I prayed. And then it happened. I saw it. At at first I thought it was moonlight. A single beam of moonlight. But then I remembered there were no windows. The light grew brighter and became a cross. A great shining cross. It was mine. My Lord, my God was waiting. The next morning, I was taken before Olibrius. He winced at my appearance. And for a moment he seemed about to weaken. Then, stealing himself, he spoke. 
You have suffered? I have. Enough, Regina? You said you were weary of words. I thought we had done with them. Answer me. Have you suffered enough? Answer me. Have you suffered enough? My heart still beats. I live. No, I have not suffered enough. The courtyard of the prefecture was crowded. The news had spread like wildfire that there was to be an execution. And the people came to shout and jeer. There was a sea of faces, I remember. But of them all, yours was the only one I saw. It was the same hard, cruel mask you'd worn since the night you learned of my conversion. I searched your eyes for a single tear of regret. They were cold and gray and pitiless. I knew then that in truth, you had no daughter, as I had no father, save my father in heaven. They secured me to the stake. The archers raised their bows, took aim at my heart, and released their arrows. There was a sudden roar of satisfaction. Then silence. The arrows had fallen short. A woman screamed. She's a saint! A saint! A saint? She called you a saint? The crowd began to mutter its fear. You had been spared. Miraculous. They were afraid. Afraid that, after all, the God of the Christians was the one true God. Olibrius, too, was... was... terrified. His face was white. His hands were trembling. But his voice was strong, you will agree. It sent you to the block. Yes, the block. And as I knelt before it and again looked upon your face and into your eyes, they were no longer cold, but burning now with fear. A saint. She called you a saint. And you had seen the miracle of the arrows. 
It was beyond all explanation. You knew the answer. But you wouldn't admit, even to yourself, that he whom I love and worship has power over archers and arrows. Oh, but the sword. The sword, too, might have been held. But he was waiting. It was his will and my prayer that I go to him. The order was given, and the crowd fell strangely silent. The sword was raised. I couldn't bear to watch. I turned away. But a moment too late, you saw me die. A saint. She called you a saint. cold, bleak night, late in the third century, and in a great stone house not far from Alix in Burgundy, Clemens, renowned teacher of the sciences, sat alone. The fire in the granite hearth had gone out, and the chill of the night had begun its ghostly penetration of mind and dwelling. Now and again, an ember glowed feebly, as though reluctant to accept its ashen gray shroud. Now and again, as well, a memory glowed, as though in defiance of the great man's will to forget. He couldn't forget. I shall never forget. Day and night, I'll see her face. I'll hear her voice over and over. Again and again. to this rebroadcast of the Ave Maria Hour, brought to you by the Franciscan Friars of the Atonement. For over 110 years, the Friars have devoted themselves to fulfilling St. Francis' prayer, to heal wounds, to unite what has fallen apart, and to bring home those who have lost their way. We work for Christian unity and interreligious understanding. We provide respite at our retreat center at Greymoor for those in need of spiritual renewal. We staff parishes throughout the world, serve as chaplains for colleges, hospitals, and prisons. We care for the ill through hospice work, ministry to those with HIV-AIDS. We also shelter the homeless and provide treatment and services for those suffering from alcoholism and drug addiction. If you would like to be included in our prayer list, participate in special St. Anthony Novenas, and or visit St. Anthony Shrine Graymore, Attend a retreat, learn more about our Ave Maria Hour productions, or simply make a donation to assist us in fulfilling St. Francis' prayer to help those in need. Please visit our website 
at atonementfriars.org or email me at avemaria at atonementfriars.org You can write to me, Father Bob, Friars of the Atonement, Graymore, Post Office Box 300, Garrison, New York, 10524. And so, in closing, I ask for the blessing of God upon you and those you love. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And may he look upon you with kindness and give you his peace. Amen.